In today's show, we're going to explore the biggest advantage when building a microSaaS using WordPress. And we're also going to have a little coaching at the end on the idea and concept of psychological ownership for the solo founder and solo programmer of a project. And I just want to remind people who might be uh, listening to this as a podcast or even looking at the YouTube, if you want to see the show notes or the uh, slides, uh, come on over to wpplugincollege.com uh, and I, I have that there for you. So let's get to it. If you are motivated to learn to code the 21st century web, from plugin products to microSAS, welcome to the Plugged Into Programming Show with your host and professor, Jamie Robe. Jamie is a computer engineer and solo founder of the WPPluginCollege.com. And now, over to you, Professor Jamie. Concepts. So what is the biggest advantage of building a microSaaS using WordPress? This is a question that I get often from people who are looking at different types of application builders and SaaS software. Um, and uh, we're going to go into some depth today using some, try to use some objective criteria to, to evaluate the advantage, the main advantage of using WordPress. Um, and uh, before I get started on that, let me just define two words here, okay? For those that don't understand exactly what microSAS is, you can look at some of our previous material up on uh, wpplugincollege.com. But uh, microSAS refers to a SaaS, which is software as a service. So this is software that you are uh, usually monetizing through some sort of subscription model and um, you, you, people are not installing it on their own computer system or own server. You were running that in a central location. The micro part of the micro SaaS is that it's a scaled uh, product, scaled business model, so that a solo founder or a very small team of people can, number one, create it, and number two, operate it as a sustainable business. So that's the, that one definition. The second definition is you'll see you know, we're talking about WordPress here, but sometimes you'll see that I write it as WP, and that's kind of a common thing up on the, the internet. So uh, if you see that, they're interchangeable. That's the, the content management system slash blogging system slash everything framework that is out there right now and is dominant in the uh, internet in terms of uh, websites and now web applications. So anyway, with that said, let's jump right into the uh the topic here so um leveraging wordpress as a development framework i've already spoken um at length in some earlier uh shows about the advantages um again you can go to wpplugincollege.com and find all of that but let's just summarize some of the three big ones here well it's a wordpress is a robust flexible and reliable tech technology stack and what that means is that there are um languages um, uh, database systems, functions, all sorts of cool things built into WordPress that, and built that, that builds WordPress that are, uh, at your disposal as the developer of 
another product, uh, a micro SaaS in this case. Um, and then number two, you get the benefit of, of WordPress and all of its uh, uh, pieces that it's open source software. So what that, and a bottom line on that is that open source means that if you distribute a piece of open source software, you also have to give away the source code, which is the magic of the logic behind how WordPress or a plugin or whatever works. So we get the benefit of that in our, in, in using it as a micro SaaS framework. Um, and we'll get into some more detail of that uh, in later uh, shows. But number three is that you get a gigantic WordPress ecosystem, uh, which really is thousands of plugins, free ones, paid ones, premium, freemium, whatever, um, themes, so you can change how, the, how it looks, consultants and companies of all different kinds with software and services, and all of this generates a $600 billion ecosystem out there. So it's a huge market and it's a huge resource really for a developer uh, because you could potentially utilize some of those pieces of that ecosystem. Again, some might be free and some might be paid, but they are there. So that those are kind of some of the big pieces there about um, you know why WordPress is such a great framework. But now if we look at this, uh, what is it that solo founders or programmers really value? And, and with talking with a lot of people who have done this successfully and some of my own experiences, ownership and control is something that we value. And especially when we're talking about micro SaaS or sustainable scaled businesses, you know, uh, we don't want to work for other people. We don't want to be under the control of, of larger organizations. Um, and the WordPress being an open source system, a community-based uh, development team and all the other things that come with it, it really lends itself to us having control over what we do with it. Um, when you have commercial software that you buy and it's locked, you can't get into it and see how it's built. You can't make modifications. You know, th there are lots of limitations um, and we're gonna go into more detail here, but that ownership is a big, thing that, uh, you know, as a solo founder, programmer, developer, those are something that we really value. So, so I guess the question is, what is the biggest advantage of building a micro SaaS using WordPress? I, I have to say that the answer is you 100% own and control your technology platform. And we're going to go do a deep dive here into how this is true. And so you, as you know, I'm an engineer. So I'm always looking for some sort of objective uh, measures of things when I talk about things, because it's so easy just to say things off the top of your head, but, and your gut feelings, which I value, but let's look at four factors and try to do some objective looks, uh, you know, at, at these four factors. So factor one is startup ability. Um, and uh, that has to do with how easy or difficult it is to use something to get started with a with a startup business uh, number two would be scalability again we we are talking micro SaaS, so we want to keep the scale in a human level and then but there's also you know you might change your mind you might want to go huge so scalability is a big factor the third one is sustainability and this really has to do with 
your values as a founder. Um, if you're trying to do a micro SaaS or some other sustainable business, uh, you know, uh, a model that you're trying to follow, then that's important. That's important to you. <clears throat> and then saleability. So again, we're not usually thinking I want to sell my my uh, site, my application, my micro SaaS, but that's a factor. So we, what are we going to do in an end game someday? And let's look at the first one. So startup ability, <laughs> I may be uh, paraphrased uh, or, or coined a new term here, but um, with 100% control, okay, of your WordPress-based micro SaaS, um, you can install and run your SaaS uh, system virtually anywhere. And th this is really amazing because, you know, I hear a lot of people uh, well, not a lot of people, but there's definitely a bias. There's a bias on a lot of blog posts about PHP, the language that's at the core of of WordPress. And uh, you know, it's it's one of the oldest development languages for the web. And sometimes people look at that and say, "Oh, it's terrible." Uh, you know, they're they're not they're behind the curve, which is not true because we have all sorts of new releases of PHP constantly with the really advanced features uh, and improvements. Uh, but the, the cool thing about using PHP is that it can run on like 90% of the web servers, if not more, that are out there. So you can get shared hosting for literally like $3 a month for a very small thing. Uh, you, can you can get servers uh, from a hosting company. You can get virtual private servers, VPS. You can go to cloud services uh, like Amazon or Microsoft, uh, Google and others that are out there. So you have a huge choice, which also means that it has a good control of the cost, which is the second factor here, um, or point on this startup ability is theoretically, uh, this is using WordPress gives you the theoretical lowest possible startup cost, um, because really what you need to pay is, is the hosting. Um, and if you, um, you know, if you go with something like bubble.io, I mean, you can, there's a free uh, service. I'm doing air quotes here, even though I'm not on the screen. Uh, a free version, you know, it's great because Bubble.io Bubble is itself a SaaS product, you know, but you're, but then you start getting into 25, you know, $100, $500. You end up, can spend hundreds of dollars a month to, if you build your micro SaaS on that platform. Now, I'm not trying to, to uh, diss something like bubble.io or any other language or any other framework or system that's out there. You have to evaluate things for yourself and what your own situation is. But there is a definite uh, uh, higher cost to, to get going and to operate a production SaaS on, a, on one of those paid commercial platforms. So let's go to the second uh, factor, the scalability. Now, this is a real word here. I actually double-checked it uh, on, uh, on uh, uh, Dictionary Online. But uh, the, uh, the scalability, let's look at this, because, again, there's several different ways to look at the scaling of a product. And this has to do with how many users or the, the size of the data set and the traffic, that kind of thing. Um, so with lower recurring costs, okay, WordPress allows you to keep 
keep it scaled down okay and still be profitable now think about that if you are running uh some sort of a SaaS product and you have you can only charge five dollars a month and uh the costs or let's say a thousand dollars a month um you're gonna have to sell enough uh you know uh, have enough users and sell enough each month to cover your costs and then make a profit if your recurring costs or say just your hosting and you're and you're scaled you can scale down to the size of the customer base or audience that you feel comfortable with and you could still be profitable even though you have a smaller number of users uh, maybe you charge more but but you don't you, you just don't have that sort of damocles hanging over your head with those higher costs so you you actually have a longer runway as well like when you're doing a startup you're taking off you're rolling down that runway let's say your your hosting only cost you twenty dollars a month on some cloud server at the at the level that you're at the scale that you're at well you can probably you know pay that out of pocket you know for a long time as you build up your audience build up your customers etc um, versus if it suddenly was costing you four or five hundred dollars a month just to play pay bubble.io or some other application builder um, and then conversely um, it wordpress because of the uh, ability to to host this on all different kinds of systems out there it is easy to scale it up so let's think about this for a minute um, i use cloudways okay so I have a, a, a cloud server and application in there and I can literally, you know, let's say I have a hundred users. I can just go with the very basic account there, but let's say suddenly I get 10,000 users on there. I can go in and with a click of a button, give myself, you know, um, scale up and up and up the, the amount of resources that I need to use and consume on that server that has my system installed on it. I don't even have to move it anywhere. So it's pretty amazing what can be done now, but that, but this does give you a lot of flexibility since you are running, uh, uh, you know, uh, usually it's a Linux uh, uh, operating system and you've got PHP and you've got MySQL, you've got an Apache or equivalent server on the front end of it. You know, th that's a super duper common uh, stack. So again, you can scale down, you can scale up. And let's say you just, you know, have come up with the most incredible idea ever. And suddenly you are just, you know, being inundated with, uh, you know, uh, tens of thousands of users, you know, uh, and uh, you're basically throwing the, uh, uh, you know, solo founder thing out the window. You can rest assured that WordPress does have the capability of handling incredibly large projects. And you can just look at WordPress.com which is the commercial, um, you know, uh, ho hosted blogging WordPress platform that's uh, owned and operated by Automatic, um, who is uh, one, the founder of WordPress.org is actually owns Automatic. Um, we're talking here, you know, companies in the tens to hundreds of millions of dollar ranges, and they literally have millions of users on WordPress.com. So you have something at the core of your micro SaaS, which has a proven track record of being able to operate the, the smallest 
thing you can imagine on the web and the, some of the largest. So sustainability is the next factor. And we want to um, uh, look at this, not from an environmental sustainability, although that's near and dear to my heart um, personally, but what um, we're talking about here is business sustainability. Um, and part of that is that you need to reduce the risks, the various risks from whatever platform, languages, et cetera, that you are building on. And um, so if we look at something like bubble.io, no matter how fantastic it is, okay, uh, you if you build your application and you are in that system and you cannot move it around because you don't, you can't install bubble.io on another machine somewhere or on a cloud server or something like that, you have to have your Microsoft, your application running on their system. So what happens if they go out of business? What if they sell themselves to Google and then Google shuts them down? You know, these things happen out there. We don't know what uh, any of these companies or their situation is at any one time. I mean, do you really know how stable these things are? Um, the other thing is that when you're in a system um, and you have your content, your logic, your users, your everything is in a system, um, well, they have rules. Let's say your usage rates uh, go over whatever their limits are. What if you have too many users? What if your users are doing things with, with, in your software that violate some rules? What if their content violates the rules? You know, there's all different kinds of things you get flagged for. Your flagging could end up, your account could be suspended. Your whole business could be flushed in, in literally minutes. Um, the, uh, the other thing is, you know, you're at risk from raising prices. You know, uh, we're in a we're in a situation where inflation is rampant right now, and how do you know that uh, you know these other companies aren't going to start to raise their prices to cover their their higher uh, you know costs for personnel for uh, facilities, etc. So, to have a sustainable thing, you want to have as you want to mitigate those risks. And one of the things, if you control and own your platform like you do with WordPress, so you can move that. You know, if the hosting goes up, you can move it to a different system. You can move it to a different type of system. You know, if the, if the company goes out of business that you're on, you have your backups and you just install them somewhere else and reconfigure and you're up and running. So, you know, this is an important thing to really think about. And now we're going to look at, I mean, I coined another word here, saleability. <laughs> and I think this is important to understand when you have that ownership, well, you own a tangible property, okay? If you have your WordPress uh, system with uh, different kinds of plugins, you have, let's say you built your Microsoft all out of using other off the shelf plugins and you didn't have to code anything. Well, you still have the configurations and all of the kind of the glue that makes your system work and how it looks and all that sort of thing. Uh, but most likely what I'm talking about are things where you are going to have some custom plug-in code, okay? So you own that, you know, it, and and as we've talked about on some other shows and on the WPPlugin.com site, uh, you know, yes, WordPress is open source, but since we're making a micro SaaS and we're not distributing our plugin that powers it, we do not have to we don't give our source code away in that in that uh, situation. This, the open source only matters when you are distributing that uh, 
an application to others, then you have to give your source code away, hence your logic and your business, you know, uh, value there. So in our case, that is our, you know, part of our tangible property that we own. So you also have your domain and your intellectual property, such as your, your text and your imagery and, and whole thing that you've created. And, um, you know, when you go, let's say someday you, you do want to change directions and you want to sell it, um, you can, uh, easily back up your system and you can document it, document it, and you can export everything and you can sell it on the open market out there and it has value. So this is something to think about in the long haul. And the bottom line, I think, uh, if you look at almost all of the commercial uh, builders and uh, rapid application development things out there and everything, you're you're you are looking at uh, the situation where at, you can really look at it. You would be sub renting to customers on rented land. Okay, so um, now there are in, in businesses this this does happen. There are plenty of people who build multi million dollar giant buildings on leased land, you know, in places where the land is extremely expensive. And, you know, it, but, you know, for me, I don't want to, I don't want to be on that shifting sand like that. I want to, I'd rather have a homestead out there somewhere that I, I own. And, you know, that's my property that if I want to, uh, to have a hundred users or a thousand users on my system, they're almost like, they're they're tenants, uh, they're sub renters. You know, they're 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 want to rent something from me, some some value, some functionality, some space, some whatever it is that my microsouse does for them. Uh, you know, but I want to own the land that it's on. So that's really the one way to look at this whole thing. And uh, again, you know, what is the biggest advantage of building a microsouse using WordPress? Again, you. 100% own and control your technology platform. And uh, that is uh, the message for today. And I hope you, you, this gives you something to think about as you make decisions uh, that affect your future. And uh, I wish you luck. Coaching. We just talked about the biggest advantage to using WordPress when you're building a micro SaaS. And uh, we came up with the 100% ownership uh, and control of the technology platform. And in this coaching time here, I, it made me think about uh, ownership. And it's not just a legal thing or even a technological thing. It's what's called psychological ownership. And it's very important when you're working on software projects. Um, I found that when you're working for a large organization, a big company or government or something, you know, um, do you own that software that you're working on? No, but you have psychological ownership of it. And then you can apply your actions towards the goals of the whole organization. In this case where you're creating, you're a solo founder, you're a solo programmer and you're creating your product you know you have to have that psychological ownership obviously because you are the one making this system this product for other people um, and 
this is a very empowering feeling. So let's not just think of the technology all the time uh, when we're talking about software development and uh, even products and online businesses. Let's think about your own psychological well-being as you're working on this project because this is something that you're investing your time, your money, your energy into creating something of value for other people. And it is a great feeling to know that you have built something. Uh, most people don't have the capability of creating software or digital products. And so to them, it can be magical, or maybe they don't even think about where these things come from. But there's always somebody or a group of people behind these things. And you have the chance to add your own individualized perspective, your own experiences, your own goals and values into the product that you're making. If it's a plugin for WordPress that you're going to give to people or sell, or it's a micro SaaS or some other type of web application, you know, this is your chance to, to give back to others. You might be uh, selling this as a commercial product to make a profit, but you're also giving people something of value for their, their time, their money. And so that feeling of ownership, uh, if you have it and you imbue that into your creation, you're going to get users and customers that are also going to have that feeling. Like, you know, when we use YouTube or we use a, a, a Microsoft product or something, you know, you get invested in those tools. And then as a user, you have that feeling of psychological ownership you're you're in there uh, using it and you might enjoy it and it might do something wonderful for you so let's let's build upon these positive feelings that you can have from owning your technology platform and creating this new value for people um, and I know you can do this and I look forward to to seeing what you're able to create yourself for others so Remember that feeling of pride and ownership in what you're doing. To join our conversation and get the show notes, please visit us at the wpplugincollege.com.